right. Welcome back to Valiant Minds Podcast. I am your host, Tabitha Oletunya, and it's been a minute, it feels like. I feel like we haven't really released a podcast in a while, um, but life gets in the way. We're all busy, and um, it's exciting to finally be back a little bit here. And I have the wonderful Aziza Salukombo with me today, and she was featured in issue nine of Valiance Magazine. So we are excited to have her here. This is something different. We've featured, you know, different beauties and artists and things like that. Um, but we've never actually featured a dancer and she's a dancer. So if you have not read her feature story in the magazine, please go ahead, like take a look, read it, and then come back and listen to this. Because then you'll get a little bit more in depth about who she is. Um, this is more of a, as we've all, as I've always said, this is more of a getting to know the features from their own voice rather than just the articles that are um, edited and things like that for them on the website. So, Miss Aziza, please introduce yourself. <laughs> How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. Um, like she said, I'm Aziza Salakombo. I am a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I consider myself an all-around entertainer, but the way it started was dancing, um, my Instagram name, everything, everyone just thinks I'm a dancer, but um, yeah, what else? Okay, all right, so that's the introduction we got here, and we're going to jump a little bit more into diving into all your multifaceted um, skills and talents, because when I was reading your, your article here, um, you are not just a dancer, as you mentioned, um, you are you know, a high school educator, Afrobeats dancer, obviously, an instructor as well, event host, and part-time actor. Like, <laughs> can we go a little bit into each one of those and kind of get a little bit more understanding about you? <laughs> okay, so um, dancing, like I said, I'm Congolese. That just came from birth. Um, my mom jokes, she says that I was uh, dancing before I could walk. I was a late walker. So <laughs> I would just sit there and I would dance by myself. Um, and then, oh, I don't even know what year, but it was like when I first came to America, my siblings and I decided to start a dance team and it was just like my siblings and a few friends. We started that. Um, then I went off to college afterwards and I just, that's all I wanted to do. So I ran a student, um, I did the African Students Association and then I like managed a dance team within the association. Um, and I had that for three years, the Royal Descendants. And, and then I went solo and I started doing my own thing. Running a team is exhausting. I miss it. I love my dancers, but it was a lot trying to manage a lot of money, a lot of time. Um, I'm a perfectionist, so my dancers would have to practice for like eight hours. Oh wow! Not a day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was for like a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the dancing side. Um, host. Sometime. I don't know if you've ever heard of the CEO dancers. I when have. They go, mm -hmm. When they arrived in social media, like. To me, dance just became really saturated. And I figured I should do something else other than just being a dancer. Because now everybody who can move 
was a dancer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me try something else. My manager is a DJ, and um, I was like, put me on as a host. This is random. And I started doing that. Um, I'm still terrified to be in front of a microphone, and I hate my voice. I hate hearing my voice. I'm probably going to cringe at this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I started doing that, and eventually schools started to reach out to me to, like, host their African nights, and I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. I started doing that, and I remember sometime before COVID, I had moved into my house and I remember for like the first year of me living in my house, I was so booked like for hosting events that I was never home for any weekends. Wow. So it just worked out perfectly. Um, (laughs) High school educator. Um, I wanted to stay in the educational field because I graduated in 2018. (laughs) Um, but I didn't want to just like do the dance thing and, for, you know, not have any knowledge of any school related things. Cause I do want to go to law school. I do want to go to grad school eventually. So yeah, I was like, I'd rather be in the school industry. That way my brain is still like in the school industry and I just in the entertainment world. So that's where the high school educated thing came from. Honestly, I wake up every morning and I ask myself, how am I there? But I'm there. So yeah, high school. Okay. I said part. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) I said part time because um, that was something that like was brought on me random. My friend Sugar Beast, he's a comedian on Instagram. Um, He randomly just was like, oh, let's do this video. And if you watch our skits, like most of our skits are just like me yelling at him. <laughs> that's what I can do so far. That's why I say part time. But I think uh, you can learn how to act different roles and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's my busy buddy story. <laughs> I love it. I feel like that's what Valiance is all about is the fact that they showcase people Uh, millennials and Gen Z's and things like that who are not doing the regular nine-to-five job and have all these different types of skills and talents that you can just dabble into um, and, you know, earn multiple streams of income for them. So if you have it, you go ahead and get it done. So (laughs) that's what I always say. (laughs) All right. So let's go back into the dancing aspect. You know, your Instagram is a dancing queen of Africa. And it seems like that is more so your center, your who you are. And um, if you don't mind just explaining a little bit more into, I know you said you've been dancing since you were a kid, um, but how did it become a bigger thing? How did it become where you are headlining for some African Nigerian celebrities, uh, singers and things like that, that you're dancing in their you know, their performance. How did you get into all of that? Uh, I don't know what it is, but I always say, like, I'm not the greatest dancer alive. Like, of course, there's so many great, talented dancers nowadays. Like, I watch these YouTube videos, like, from kids to people that are not even African, like, killing Afrobeats. Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm not the greatest, like, 
And then it's, it's like, as much as I'm a choreographer, it's hard for me to learn somebody else's choreography. And I have like all these other things going on. Like I said in the um, in the article, it's a struggle to try to mix like my professional future career versus this career. Um, I used to be that performer. <laughs> um, I haven't performed in a while like, on the dancing side, COVID and all of that. Yeah. I had this signature where like during my performances at the end, I would take my wig off. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm crazy when I'm on stage and it's like trying to juggle those two things is a struggle for me. So I, I think my point for me going with this is that I know I'm not the best dancer. But the one thing I know how to do is attract the crowd. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. One thing about me, and I'm not saying this to be cocky, I don't know if it's... Listen, flaunt <laughs> it. If you got it, you got to flaunt it, okay? Confidence. <laughs> Leo energy going on right now. Uh, yeah, it's just, if I start dancing, and this is anywhere I go, I can be in a complete strange city. I can be... I went to a salsa class yesterday and I just started dancing and everyone just stopped. (laughs) It's the way I dance. It's the ugly faces. It's the body. It's whatever. It just, it attracts the crowd and you can't help but do that. So when I had the team, we would perform for artists that were coming into town. And like I said, my manager is a DJ. So um, whenever these artists come around, he's part of the team that's bringing in the artists. So I guess that gave me a leg up. So mm-hmm. whenever they were coming and they needed dancers, my manager was like, well, I have an artist that dances. So boom, here, here in the show. And now I'm on the team with the people who bring the artists. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I think I'm going to have to give Zaga a shout out. <laughs> that's awesome so as I think I mentioned to you before we started the show but um, you said you're Congolese and um, you're a mixture of, but you're actually Rwandan and Congolese oh so you're Rwandan and Congolese okay so okay okay and then but people like to think that you're Nigerian I actually thought you were Nigerian before I, I... <laughs> I'm Nigerian. it's cause um the other team that I mentioned in the interview, RSG, um, full of Nigerians. Okay. Um, Uncle Aziz, everyone, that's my twin brother, so everyone assumes me. I'm just Nigerian. They adopted um, you into the Nigerian family. <laughs> that's what it was. Nigerians are Ghanaians, like, and people just assume I'm either Nigerian or Ghanaian. Like, everyone who sees me, are you Ghanaian? Are you Nigerian? <laughs> I'm like, at this point, you guys can take wherever you <laughs> I hear that. So going off of that, being that you've headlined for these artists, it looks like for the majority, they were mostly Nigerian artists. So like Davido, Kiss Daniel, Tenny, the entertainer, like how was that? Obviously, like I feel like because they're celebrities in Nigeria or in the Afrobeats world, it may be a little different than meeting a celebrity here, like Beyonce. Like, obviously, that'd be crazy. But, um, you know, how was it meeting them and dancing for them and the interactions with having that type of, you know, contract done? So a lot of those artists, if you go on my Instagram icon, the experience part, um, a lot of these shows were me hosting the concert. Okay. Yeah, so I performed for, I performed for the video years ago. And I think this is how the whole artist thing started up, honestly. Um, 
but yeah, like meeting them and stuff like that. And being that they're mostly Nigerians, like honestly, can we escape that? <laughs> we can't escape that. Honestly. Nigeria has taken over the, the, the Afrobeat world, I swear. That's just what we have. So yeah, but I don't know. It's it's a humbling experience, I would say. Like it's just it's different seeing an artist from one end and then actually getting to see them in person and other yeah. it, it changes your perspective on the artist depending on how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very I don't wanna say I'm very like I don't know what word I would use for that, but like I'm not very starstruck, like reserved. I dance because I love to dance. Right. I'm because I love to do these events. Like I'm not doing them because I look at meeting these people as like you get what I'm saying? Right, like, I get that. Most of the time when I'm doing these events, I'm not like there on stage, I'm not even like mm-hmm. it's just I have this saying, we all believe it. So it's just Facts. <laughs> Facts. That's true. That's true. I feel like some people them, but I'm not yet, you know. Some people could take notes from that. Like like I said, I mentioned Beyonce earlier. I I don't understand how people could be incredibly like obsessed with someone they've never met in their life. Oh. It's it's something else. But we're not gonna go into that topic before the beehive comes for me, please. <laughs> Thing I've learned is you can think of them like as highly as you want to, but as soon as you meet them, you're like, oh. <laughs> like they can't hear that on the podcast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so going off of that, um, you mentioned that you are still wanting to pursue going to grad school and wanting to become a lawyer as well. What is your ultimate career goal or what is your ultimate, you know, dream in life and where you want to be in life? Um, for as long as I can, I can remember, I've always wanted to be a lawyer. And that's the reason why I'm still chasing it up until now. Um, being African, we all have that, you know, heat under our, you know, where you have to time, 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 time. But being an undergrad, the one thing I learned is that, yeah, time is here, but like, as much as I want to control every single aspect of my life, I can literally say, okay, I'm going to graduate in three years, right? Go. Did it. (laughs) Because I got to college, I started running a student organization, too. Um, added a dance team on top of that. I was working 67 hours a week at times, um, home care. And then I was traveling, doing shows and stuff. Um, it's just what you plan is not what always happen. So I know eventually I do end up in school. And I mean, I'll be 27 August 5th. Oh, happy um, early birthday. <laughs> thank you. I'll be 27 uh, a few days from now. And the one thing I don't have now that I had back then is like the rush thing where I thought that I had to be a lawyer at a certain time. Like everyone wants to be, okay, I'm going to graduate at 20. I'm going to do this. I'm going to at this age. And it's like, uh, law, 
I guess to answer the question, is my career path? That's where I want to end up. Dance is my passion. Um, entertainment is a passion for me. I'm even starting to consider whether I should do entertainment law because I think I'm good at this entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting, it's tiring, and but anything that you work hard at is honestly hard. Um, nothing is easy. It, just make sure you're enjoying it. So for me, I'm at a point where it's like, my body cannot dance forever, but I can be a lawyer in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. It's deep, boo. It's real deep. I like that. That's deep. I'm listening. <laughs> so right now, like, I'm going to dance as much as I can, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I've been taking that, that LSAT. It's definitely been kicking my butt, mm-hmm. but I feel like God's timing. Like, when I'm ready to get there, I'm
Um, <clears throat> so during the week, like I said, I've always kept a regular job during the week. Um, so obviously the teaching thing. So I would go to work from seven something, Monday to Friday. But on Fridays, I would literally go to work with a packed suitcase. Um, I drove a lot. I drive a lot to my shows, especially if they're in state. Mm -hmm. um, so I just pack a suitcase, um, get off work, drive to wherever I needed to drive, like six hours, seven, eight, whatever. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. Because sometimes I would find myself doing like on a Friday, I had to be teaching a dance class at three, four, maybe five o'clock, right? I have to teach a dance class at five o'clock. I have to host a show at seven o'clock. That's in one day at one location. And then I have to be in a different state on Saturday because I have to host another show at seven the next day. And then on Sunday, sometimes people would hire me to teach dance classes because I do teach classes too. I teach, I host, and I perform. In some school, I have a contract that's like a package. So my contract basically gives you all the services that I offer. And how you choose to use me is up to you. And how you choose to pay my fees up to you. So people would take advantage of that. They would be like, well, we want you to teach a class on Friday, host an event on Saturday, and then on Sunday, we want you to do this. And I'm like, okay, that's Ooh. fine. Like, God, thank you. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining. But yeah, that's not even a day per se, but like <clears throat> my weekends were definitely exhausting. Exhausting. Like coffee is my best friend now. I drink four cups of coffee. Oh my lord! I'm not so used to that. I mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So. You know, I know you, you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier about, you know, wanting to graduate in three years, but then you had all these things that you had to do with your dancing. How did that affect, if you wouldn't, if you don't mind going a little bit more into that, your your educational life, you know, with having all literally all weekend, no sleep, getting things done, driving back and forth. Then you got assignments, exams, get back to class, all of that. Yeah. Um... So, I'm going to tell a story that I'm not proud of. <laughs> and I'm going to regret this. <laughs> okay, so my story to inspire someone. So, don't don't regret it. Don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, year of college. And this is another thing about me that I went into, like I said, I've always wanted to be a lawyer, right? So, you talk to an advisor. You tell them, well, I want to be a lawyer. They tell you, oh, you should major in public um uh, PR, public, no, not public relations. Uh, Political science. Oh, okay. First thing they tell me, boom. So I started that. It's like, okay, let me do this. Okay. Hated it. Hated it. Yeah, I have a Bill Clinton book right there that I use as decorations. That I had to read from some political class, and I was just like, I don't care about this. So, boom, hated it. Move to communications and um, public relations. This is my junior year. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Towards the end of summer. So I started off my junior year with communications and public relations. Took all the classes. Then I took an ethics course that year. And I fell in love. 
I was like, whoa, what? I can just think? Like, I don't have to, I can just freely think. Like, that was so enticing to me. So I went and talked to my advisor. I was like, um, I think I'm going to do she was like, Aziza, you're supposed to graduate soon. <laughs> then we can make this work. Gladly, all the Palestine, the public relations and communication courses still would have transferred to um, philosophy degree to where I could have gotten two degrees, where it could have just been political science, um, no communications, ER, and then philosophy. I was like, bet, let's do it. Of course, I lost some credits. Boom. Did my schedule. After I did my schedule, started getting all these bookings. This is a year that I was gone every single weekend, sometimes during the week. Mm. So I'm communicating with my teachers. I'm getting my work done. My grades look good. And I'm telling all my teachers what's happening with me. Like I'm sending them my flyers. I'm sending them my work schedule. I'm thinking we're on the same page. They're like, yeah, that's fine. You're doing good. Let me know you're busy, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. Somehow, because I wasn't going to class a lot, even though I was getting my work done, I wasn't making it to class because I was making all this money and I was doing all this So my body was exhausted during class time sometimes, or I was working. And somehow one of the teachers, because the philosophy department of my school was so small, like they all knew each other. Um, one of the teachers spoke to the other teachers and they all decided to fail me. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no. Only one of the teachers that I don't know if they were not friends with him or what, they still passed his class with an A. And that's the crazy thing is that I genuinely like was looking at graduation. I was like, I'm ready. I'm done. Mm -hmm. like, I'm, my grades were good. Out of nowhere. Boom. Failed me. Wow. So I had to retake all those classes and that's when I deleted my Instagram because I was like, if it's up, I'm going to have to accept the booking. Like, right. It's exhausting, but like the money that comes from it is good. Like even from teaching, I don't think I make that much money to be honest. Wow. So when it comes and then it's like, oh, I'm passionate, I'm making connections, I'm doing this, this is what I love to do. Like I can't help but not say no. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me just delete everything, get this degree, and go back to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what I Wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Listen, I feel like everyone, whether they want to admit it or not, has had some sort of experience with that in college. College was not easy. It is not an easy navigation in life, okay? So... Thank you for sharing that because I know there's someone out there who can absolutely relate and hopefully learn as well from, you know, those mistakes in the sense of knowing how to better juggle because you were just starting that, you know, so it was new to you to try to figure it out. I'm sure if you were to go back to that point in your life, you would know how to better do that. So I, I've been there. I get it. <laughs> I was like, as long as I get my grades done, like, I remember, um, I always laugh at this. I was doing a BM concert one year, and it wasn't even that. Um, I was at a BM concert, um, musical movies artist, and I performed. Um, then another artist was performing, because so he could take a break. I ran to the back, and I was typing the picture like that. 
it was that bad at times. Like, oh my god, I was like, perform, go in the back, do my work, perform, go in the back, do my work as much as I can. And then when I get back to the hotel, I'm getting work done, I'm up all night. Then I have to get up and teach a dance class. Wow, wow. Psycho. <laughs> you got through it though. You got through it. That is dedication. That is passion. You were like, no matter what, I'm gonna get this done. That's amazing. You are so strong to be able to get through all of that. And I do want to ask now, with having to push through and deal with all of that all at once. And you know, I want to say Valiance Magazine. We pride ourselves um, in being able to you know, talk about mental health and shine a light on that. And you don't have to, you know, express yourself or, you know, talk about this if you don't want to. But with having to juggle all of that all at once, how was your mental health in that time frame? If this is going to sound bad, but I don't even think I had time to think about I understand. That's understandable. Like, I don't think I, in that moment, like, I don't think I had time to think about my mental health because luckily for me, right? Luckily for me, I don't, I have a way of not looking at things as like a negative thing. Like this thing that I have about like God's timing, mm -hmm. I believe in that so much that, um, with that experience, actually now whenever somebody tells me if I have any advice to give somebody to go to college, my only advice that I give kids is take your time. Mm -hmm. Like, take your time. Do not think that you have to get it done in three years like somebody did. Do not think that you have to get it done in four years like someone else did. Like, take your time because if you don't, you're going to go crazy. I have people that I know that went to college that were... Like, mm -hmm. because the workload was too much and they were not doing anything else yeah. so I guess for me for me dancing and doing all that was my dream yeah. and that that was like when I'm doing that I don't think about anything else like that's when I'm that's my outlet so yeah. the good thing is that what was keeping me away from the craziness even though it was crazy is actually my healing process. Yeah. Yeah. That's I good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going crazy or anything. I was definitely happy. Mm -hmm. I was very happy. I felt blessed because I had just gone like solo. I had just left my team. And I just, I was like, whoa, I didn't know people really liked me this much. Like, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I was happy. I got the degree. It's not like I didn't get it, so. That's good. At least you got it. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I know I mentioned this earlier. I felt like we completely changed from the fun questions. So now we're actually going to get to the fun questions. All right. So if you could have any superpower in the whole wide world, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> I guess being in multiple places at I don't know if that's a superpower. Yeah. But if I could have it, that would be great. 
I like that. It makes sense in the, the lifestyle. <laughs> I wish I could clone myself. So I think that would be a superpower. <laughs> okay. All right. And if you could go on any vacation, paid for, don't worry about time off, nothing like that. Everything is included. Where would you go? Bali, you said? Okay. All right. And let's see here. What is your favorite childhood memory? The only one I can think of, um, I grew up in Congo, so we don't have very fun memories. Um, (laughs) uh, I I love to cook now. Um, I love to cook when I can. Um, And when I was younger, my, I remember, like, my mom, this is so random. I remember my mom, like, bought me this, like, little pot and pan set. Like, it was real. It, was, it wasn't, like, the toy ones. Like, mm-hmm. it was a real one, but it was, like, small. So when my aunt was cooking, I was, like, mimicking what she was doing oh. next to her. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Like have my own little fire next to her, and I would have like these little pots that were probably like the size of this candle, and like I would just like cook my own stuff. Yeah, that's so sad. That's great. Oh no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> In that case, what do you prefer, steak or fish? Fish. I'm definitely. Okay. And what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Don't have a sweet tooth. Oh. Yeah. So do you eat like candy, pies, cakes, anything like that? No? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have a sweet tooth. But if I do want ice cream, and this, this is mint chocolate chip. Okay. I feel like, you know, I ain't even... I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. I feel like people talk about how mint chocolate chip is like eating toothpaste, but... But it's what you like, so... I like yogurt. I'll eat yogurt. Okay, so do you like like parfaits and stuff? Yeah, parfaits. I love parfaits when I'm on the road. That's my food. Okay. All right, perfect. (laughs) And uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. What is your favorite color? Um, I don't know if it's really a color. Gold. Gold. I like that. That's my favorite color too. I think it's a color. Yeah, I like rose gold especially, but. Mhm. Gold accents, gold everything. It's the best. And lastly, are you a TV show buff or a TV anything? Do you like any? Like watching TV and watching movies? TV more. TV shows. Okay. So what are you currently? Okay, not a problem. What are you currently binge watching right now? <laughs> um, I just started All American literally yesterday. I'm on episode four though. Of season one? Yeah. Oh. I just started. I started it like a while back and I couldn't really get into it. So 
and just all these crazy things, you know, that's what it's all about is just let people see you. So, yeah. And again, oh, of course, of course. Where can we find you? Obviously, I've already mentioned your Instagram handle earlier, Dancing Queen of Africa. But is there anything that you want to say? And also, where can people find more about you? Um, mainly Instagram. I mean, I have Facebook, but I don't really use it for business. So, um, yeah, Dancing Queen of Africa. That's my brand. That's my Instagram. Dancing Queen of Africa underscore. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I post all my shows on there, dance classes, anything that you need to know will be on there. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Y'all heard that. Make sure you book her. Listen, Afro Beats and everything is taking over the world right now. Essence is probably your favorite song, and it's okay to admit it. Essence by Wizkid and Thames. So I'm sure Aziza will have a class of some sort dedicated to that song if you really want to learn how to, you know, move your waist as an African. So make sure you go hit her up on her social media on Instagram, the Dancing Queen of Africa underscore. And um, she'll be more than happy to, you know, Know, teach you and, and get to know you and you know also showcase um, a little bit more about the Afrobeats world um, as they call it so again thank you so much Aziza for joining us today and um, please take a listen to our previous episodes if you have not of Valiant Minds and um, also follow us on, on Instagram Valiant Magazine Facebook as well and check out her feature, as mentioned, of uh, issue nine, as well as past features that were issued are featured in that issue. And um, it was wonderful having this chat today. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for more exciting things to come. This is just the beginning of so much that Valiance Magazine is doing. And we're excited to show you guys so much more. Have a wonderful rest of your day, guys. Bye.